Welcome to Do Ladies Do That. I'm Molly. And I'm Becca. And we're just two lesbians who decided to take our conversations out of the DMs and into the podcast. This week we'll be talking about Amor Deals Vanity. See, Molly and I met on Stan Twitter, as we mentioned in the previous podcast. If you've not listened to that, go check it out. At first, we didn't really talk to each other, did we? <laughs> See, I knew you through a mutual that we had, because I'd seen like you two like talking on the timeline, and you seemed like quite chill. So I was like, I want to talk to her, but like, will she find me weird? I would just be like, hi, because I'd seen you talking in the chat, and because I was, you know, at the time I was going to uni with her, I was like, oh, I could get like, you know, get in on this friendship and be like, hi. <laughs> I wanted friends basically. Um, it was a call for help. I wanted friends because lockdown started, and then the group chat was like all the time. It was constant. Like I don't think anybody slept. I think it's because every in, in on like group chats and stuff. There's different time zones everywhere, so there's people in America. Like, like even though Emmerdale's a British soap, and you know, I don't know what Americans have access to because it's all on YouTube. I don't think they can access like ITV or anything like that. Um, there were there are quite a few fans from from okay. Australia, America, yeah, um, or Brazil, I think. There's different countries in the world that people are from, and they love Vanity because Vanity are one of the best pairings that I've ever seen. But did I ever tell you that um, I wrote an essay on them? Did you actually? In English? Yeah. Well, not on them specifically. It was on like Bernie the Gays. And I was literally like Charity Dingo and Vanessa Woodfield look of it. <laughs> that was in my essay. <laughs> it was good though. Did you get a good grade? I don't know. I passed. It just wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Anyways. So for those who don't know, um, Vanity are the ship name for Vanessa Woodfield and Charity Dingo in the British soap Emmerdale. Charity's like the barmaid, long-term bad gal, villain type, people love her or hate her. And then Vanessa's just like a wee softie, she works in the vet, she's a little ray of sunshine with her yellow coat that's been given to Charity. Not Charity, not actual Charity, like <laughs> Charity shop, like a, cha- a donation. Yeah, like a donation, donation place. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that is one way to confuse people. <laughs> R.I.P. Yoko. No, we don't talk about it. It's too soon, Mal, too soon. It's been a week. Give it time. <sighs> so they've been together since the 12th... Well, not together, but they've been a thing since the 12th of October 2017. And it was a bit unconventional. Like, the... Writers said that it wasn't supposed to lift off to, or amount to anything. It was like, I don't know if you could call it an experiment because I don't even think it counted as that. It was more just a one life fling sort of situation that they were aiming for. Yeah, well, they were, they, yeah, they were at Finn's funeral. It, I think it was just like high emotions <laughs> and they were both up for it. So they both went for it. Yeah. Well, they were both um, a bit inebriated um, and they got locked in a cellar because Charity had argued with Vanessa's dad and having a go and Vanessa was was having none of it because she was well-oiled and wanted to pick a fight really, didn't she? She's quite quite gobby that night. Um, Charity deserved it though for what she was saying. Let's just... To be fair, Charity 
was a pathological liar. Yeah, she's she's the queen of winding people up. Um, so Vanessa followed her down into the cellar and she didn't realise that the lock um, was broken and kicked the stool away from the door, meaning that they couldn't get out, which was brilliant you know, for us. We're, we're kind of glad of. It <laughs> was great for us, not so much for them at the time. So Charity's had flings in the past with women. Uh, she was with someone called Zoe Tate, who was... Well, she's been married quite a few times, hasn't she? I don't actually know how many times. I think it's four or five. Four, okay. Well, her first husband was Chris Tate, wasn't it? And that's her son, Noah's dad, but he died from a... Oh, he had a brain tumour, but he committed suicide, famed Charity for his murder. It's, it's, a, it's a very long story. Um, <laughs> but his sister Zoe Tate was a lesbian and that was in like the early 2000s so was she also a vet? yeah she, she, oh my god Charity's got such a thing for vets like she's got Paddy next isn't it? <laughs> I hope not <laughs> <laughs> maybe Jamie yeah um, of <laughs> but, but yeah so, so Charity's sexuality has been like, like talked like, about for decades now because she's been in the soap Emma Atkins bless her soul has been in the soap for over, well, just over 20 years. It was 20 years this year. Mm. And to be honest, if you think about it, the early 2000s, soaps weren't really inclusive like, in like the slightest uh, in terms of LGBTQ plus characters. There was very few and far between. And Charity made it. She made the cut. Uh, my favourite, I think it was a magazine um, cover, was it was it was like uh, hinting at who she'd get with, and it was all blokes and all men. And in actuality, she got with Zoe Tate, and I just think that was revolutionary. As she should, as she absolutely should. Anyway, that ended up in flames. <laughs> and, Obviously, it's a soap. Yeah. Um. So Vanessa's really her only stable relationship ever. Not not even just with a woman, just ever. Point blank. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah, I agree. Whereas Vanessa, Vanessa, Vanessa's had her fair share of sexuality storylines in the past in 2012. Yeah, um, and she was sort of known as like the party girl at the time, like quite irresponsible, very wild. And you wouldn't think that now, to, like she had quite the turnaround. Um, she was very wild and outgoing, not past care and sort of type. But she'd already always identified as straight, minus what she considered a blip yeah. back in 20, 2012 with Rona, which yeah. is her best friend and has been since vet school. So when, when Vanessa and Charity kissed in the cellar, it was quite... How do we put it? It was shocking because they hated each other. Yeah. They hated each other. There's no other way to put it. They hated each other. They hardly spoke. Vanessa was raging after what Charity did to her dad. Yeah, they, they slept together. <laughs> they hated each other. There's nothing more they had to no, it. They barely had any lines, though. Like, there's no interactions, really, before, like, proper interactions before that point. Yeah, it was just, like, death glares. And that's what made it so random. Like, unfortunately, at the time, I didn't watch Emmerdale. Oh, I know, it's shocking. Um, and I didn't. No, I didn't watch till 2018. I was 2019. Let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fake fan. Wow, I know. 
I, I was sort of like anti anti soaps for a bit. I don't know why. I only watched certain soaps. I I was as well, and I walked I walked down the stair. I literally walked down the stair, and my mum had it on, and there was an episode where Charity was looking after Johnny and Moses, so the two kids, the two youngest. Vanessa comes back from a computer course. Charity's done something wrong. And she kisses Vanessa to try and distract her. And I saw that and I was like, oh, gay. <laughs> and then I've watched it ever since. That's that's the extent of it. I saw two women kiss and I was like, nice. Sold. Now I watch it. Yeah, I don't remember really the episode I started watching. I know it was um, February or Mar- I think it was early March 2019. And I just decided to watch Emmerdale one day. But I'd already seen Vanity on Rose and Rosie's oh. video. They made a comment about how, like, they didn't know whether two blondes could work. And in my head, I was like, yeah, that, there we go. Bury the gays right there. That, that, this isn't going to work out. The two blondes, how can this be? <laughs> um, I really took it to heart. I don't know why. And I decided not to, like, watch at the time. I don't know what was going through my head. You made the wrong decision, but it's okay because you find your way there in the end. I did. Sometimes it just, you know, takes a bit longer, do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and, yeah. I started watching and I've been hooked ever since. Unfortunately, at the minute, um, obviously since 2017, there's been a lot that's happened. We're in 2020 now. And at the minute, um, Michelle Hardwick's, who plays Vanessa, is off on maternity leave. So Vanity are still together, but... They're not together on screen. Not together in the show at the minute. <laughs> They're not together on screen. And it, it's, it's kind of... They're having such a big storyline at the minute and it's kind of hard to see it from like one side even though like Emma's acting is like amazing and like heartfelt and everything it would be like a dream to see how it could have been at the same time yeah 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 so for those who don't watch Vanessa currently is getting treatment for bowel cancer and she's staying with her mum just for the sake that uh, Michelle Hardwick can't be on screen because she's on maternity leave yeah and it's been like this for a while due to like coronavirus and stuff obviously it wasn't safe for her to go to work so Emma's been having to carry quite a lot of the storyline which she she's done brilliantly with and they did sort of, they did manage to film quite a lot before Michelle went off but I still think it works really well it does the trans- there's been some some blips in terms of the transition there was one episode which I don't know what happened. It must have been the only content they could sort of sal- salvage. But it, it, there wasn't, um, it, it didn't really go smoothly, did it? No. No. There was a lot of complaints. There was a lot of upset. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. We understand. It's okay. It's because they skipped, right? There's some scenes that some people, including myself, I won't, I won't take me out of it, including myself, would just love to see. And because of, covid and timings and everything that's going on in the world they just didn't get to film it that's the extent of it and they tried they tried to give us what we wanted but they just didn't give us it and that's where the feeling is (laughs) to give them their due i do assume that it was all they could manage to sort of pull out the woodworks in terms of giving us the content that we needed to sort of get a grasp of what was going on yeah yeah but obviously it doesn't stop us from like wanting the actual episode even if it was off 
unedited or even if it was only like sit and bits of the scene recorded <laughs> so of the storylines that you know that they've had what has been your favorite one to watch, <sighs> to watch? i personally as much as i love 2020 vanity who are like for everyone who doesn't watch they live together now and they raise their brood of kids so that's um Noah, Moses, Johnny who's Vanessa's son um, and then they have Sarah who's Charity's granddaughter who's the daughter of Debbie Dingle who's Charity's eldest um no oh wait no Ryan's Ryan's okay well Ryan is Charity's son so she's got Ryan who's the oldest biologically she has five kids yeah she's got six now and vanessa biologically has one no 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 she's got four <laughs> we really counted johnny's hairs for a long time <laughs> um what's that going on about so even though i've loved 2020 vanity um 2019 was a dry year i think we can all agree on that the only content we got was their temporary breakup which at the time was stressful I cried buckets like I think my mental health suffered a lot during that week uh, and leading up to it because you always find out weeks before that something's gonna happen and clickbait titles are not your friend anyways but 2018 was my favorite year because in that year we got every I wish I was watching at the time because I think that would have literally made my year okay. and I think that's when the fandom was like most like active and, and I wish that I was back in 2018 because there's so much like stuff that's happened which I just didn't know about um yeah. so in 2018 they were sort of back and forth for quite a bit like early early 2018 um but they had a huge gap they did so they had the first kiss they had the first night they got together and then Vanessa spoke with Rona about that. Paddy caught them doing it all because of course Paddy. he did. It's always Paddy. And then there was a massive gap after they slept together and basically Charity outed Vanessa to the entire pub because she was trying to force herself she was trying to force herself to engage in the state with a with a man. <laughs> uh, which obviously she she was trying too hard and it was evident and Charity hated it because She'd been in her bed like the night before, and her dad was in the pub and everything. So she ends up out and Vanessa to everyone, which obviously isn't isn't a great move if you're trying to impress someone. Yeah, which Charity was trying to impress her. But that's just that's just Charity though. It is written it like at the time that was just what she was like. She was she was just a dick. Yeah, we say at the time because she's had the biggest character de- development of any character I've ever seen. Yeah, in my definitely. Like unrecognizable i don't think she would have had the character development that she's got if it wasn't for vanessa definitely agree because oh they've been through a lot and i think that's got a lot to do with what happened in 2018 so when there was a lot of after she sort of out of there and Vanessa sort of came out to the pub saying that she didn't know what she was she didn't know if she was straight she didn't know if she was gay she didn't know if she was bi and it sort of left as that she was just having fun, like no labels. And it wasn't until the Emmerdale social media team sort of confirmed on Twitter that Vanessa was a lesbian. So even though they didn't explicitly talk about it in the show, I just assumed that, you know, that that's what it yeah, is. No, I don't think Vanessa's 
literally said it and even she was sat in the pub going through like it was like a tinder type app like she was swiping on these girls and then um somebody came over and was like so are you like a proper lesbian now and she was like who gets hung up on labels these days yeah and so it's never actually been like said yeah so I always feel a bit guilty saying that she's a lesbian just in case like she doesn't want to be labeled like and I know she's only a character but like then there was sort of like a gap but I think it goes with the script as well as such because if they didn't plan for it to be more than just a one night thing then yeah what they would have recorded and the scripts and things had to be written in later I think the reason they carried it like they sort of carried on so long like the gap was because they didn't realize how much love like how much we'd all love it like with the love the pairing and be so shocked like they have they had so many positive responses like there was so much good feedback which I don't think they were expecting at all because it's lovely to see a same-sex couple in a somewhat domestic environment like they are literally just living life and it's before the watershed so it's not overly sexual but obviously because it's a soap it's got everything thrown in so like in the last year Vanessa's been like stabbed diagnosed with cancer her dad died her dad died yeah um she found out who killed her dad she like it's all just a, a mess but you get them in their kitchen eating toast with their kids having a great time at the park don't forget she was kidnapped and she exactly <laughs> and she was kidnapped by her best friend's stalker ex-husband rapist psycho yeah she's gone through a lot and the thing is what's happened to it isn't normal but like they have a very normal life yeah but just the things that happen to them aren't normal (laughs) i mean obviously the bowel cancer is uh, and you know people do get stabbed but you know it's not and but it doesn't all happen in 12 months (laughs) and if it does it's very unfortunate Uh, and i think it links back to what you said last episode where you know you've you loved uh, the L word because, and you loved the L word because it's very ordinary. Like it's, it's not, an, it's not like set in prison. It's not, you know, in a specific setting, which isn't very realistic. Like you can see yourself being in the characters, in this, in in the characters. Yeah, I think with Vanity, everyone, I think in the fandom, loves Vanity so much, and I think a lot of that is because they want that. Like they have kids together everyone's like accepting of them like, I think there was there was once where some stupid lads made a comment to charity about like wanting to see like yeah. the wedding video like after you know like when they were like consummating the marriage if you get what I mean that's like the only sort of negative mm-hmm. comment like obviously everyone's surprised when they got together or like when they slept with each other but there's never been some sort of overwhelmingly negative response and I think sometimes you need that because you worry so much about like the negative things that happen and they do happen unfortunately but it just makes it seem possible and that's what I love about it and then just now with the adoption I think that obviously it's all heightened because it's a soap so they have to have the drama and that in it yeah so the adoption as a whole storyline is a bit specific because obviously you've got Corinne coming back when he's on the run from the police etc but the adoption as just an adoption having two women who are in their 40s adopting a child and it going forward despite 
the past is really comforting for me and probably for loads of other women who are older and don't have that family that they feel like they should have like there's not two parents and I think obviously because it's it's Johnny that charities for those who don't watch the show um Johnny is Vanessa's how old is he like five four four five-year-old son um who she had to someone called Corinne who sort of escaped a few years back when Johnny was only young because he was drunk driving and um hit somebody and killed them and then just moved to South Africa in true salt fashion yeah of course escaped um so recently he's come back and was trying to get money like to trade with the signature so that charity could have the parental rights of Johnny um because with Vanessa's bowel cancer she's very aware of the fact that it might not end well for her but the, the chances are great, so hopefully nothing bad happens because there was a time where we all sort of were preparing. We, we would all go through our own sort yeah. of like grief because we were thinking like, okay, like this is when it's a soap and soaps tend to end couples eventually and it probably will happen one day because it's a soap and soap relationships don't last forever, unfortunately. Um, although fortunately in some cases. <laughs> but... And, we were th- and with that, with Bury the Gays, you know, it's a very dangerous trope and it's not the message you want to be given. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not what you want to be. Once you've built up a couple so much, you don't want to kill them off. Like, even if there's so many ways you could do that, especially for an LGBTQ plus couple, like, it's just not the road you want to go down because it just sends a bad message and it, like, undoes all the good work that you've done. But And hopefully they realise that because... Well, Michelle Hardwick's a lesbian in real life, and she, well, her wife works on the show. And whenever something goes wrong, she gets the blame if it's, if Vanessa's involved. Like, and that's not what I'm trying to say because that's not at all true. And all the people work on the show as well as Kate. But I, what I, I hope she understands, like the and other people understand, like why bury the gays is such a toxic trope that people pe- like we need to break out of. Because it's not like just one character it's happened to, it happens to like so many. Yeah. It happened in Coronation Street, I think. Yeah, with Rana. Yeah. Um if if we weren't the minority, then it wouldn't be such a big deal because it wouldn't be as evident. Do you know what I mean? A big argument is straight people die too. And you're like, yes, straight people die, but how many characters are straight? Like people die. In real life, obviously. But, like, there's a lack in LGBT people and they're all dying. Like, what do you do with that information? Because they're not getting to live good lives. They're dying very, very early on in their lives, like, in their 20s. And you're just a bit like, oh, okay, cool. Right, move on. Yeah. See, with soaps, it's these sort of have to be realistic, like more realistic than other shows, like Orange is the New Black, or you know, I'm trying to think of LGBTQ plus shows. Like, th- there's a sense of realism to it because yeah, it's trying to portray and emulate like real life. 
can we can we talk about can we go back to the Vanessa struggles thing? So I think we should talk about our own like personal crushes growing up, like in terms of like the gay experience with Vanessa. Yeah. So when Vanessa was talking to Rona after is it the first night they sleep together? Yeah. No, no, it's not the first. It's the second I think it's the second time. Okay, well anyway, Charity and Vanessa get together again and Vanessa, like anybody would, right? I'm not being funny, but anybody who has a close friend, literally, get you get with someone and you like go to your best friend and you go have a wee chat about it. Yeah. Like that's so normal. You just like everything you do, you just your best friend knows. It's like if somebody's like, please don't tell anybody and you're like, Okay, I won't tell anybody, don't you worry, your secret's safe from yeah. me and your best friend knows. I think this was I think this was <laughs> after um she just sort of come out to the pub, wasn't it? She just sort of freed herself from this whole because everyone was sort of it was talk of the town that she'd slept with charity yeah. and it, it was sort of like a guilt because Rona, fa- Rona was also in the pub and she'd found out and she knew it was true because in the past well Rona had like a drug dependency uh, it was painkillers yeah I think it was painkillers back in 2012 and at the time she you she sort of manipulate well no she did manipulate Vanessa into thinking that she loved her in a in more that in like a relationship way so that she'd like give her yeah get her the painkillers um and everyone so everyone blamed Vanessa and didn't really take into account that Rona had manipulated her so much because she convinced her that they'd run away together like they'd like become a couple and you know do couple things <laughs> and um it's sort of they've never explicitly said it but it does make me think that they saw, it really did push her right into the closet, like, so to speak, because that experience doesn't sound great. I think we'd all be quite affected if that ever happened yeah. to us. I think that Rona just saw it as a means to get drugs rather than that's who Vanessa is. And yeah. then she was quite horrible about it, obviously, because she was quite high yeah. in her addiction. So all her reactions were really elevated and then yeah. Vanessa was just like whoa like I'll just stay here because it's what I know so and at the time Vanessa seemed really confident I think I've never really thought about this until now actually Vanessa seemed really confident when she was a Verona like that she was loved back and like you know that she didn't really see kissing Verona as like a problem or like not being straight as like a problem but when she kissed charity in the cellar the next day before they slept together like literally a minute before they went up to the bedroom <laughs> um she was like really regretful saying like no this is not who I am like this is not it was very repressed and like you could tell that she was very agitated at the thought of it whereas when you think of bef- when she was with in quotations Rona um it was the complete opposite she seemed really happy to be with Rona like she she didn't have a problem with it but then the negative response from that yeah she was willing to she was willing to fight for that yeah like because obviously after in the aftermath of that like Paddy Marlon they all sort of called her like horrible like whenever they said the word lesbian it was always said with like disdain like it was just very horrible and once she had to go to court for Rona because yeah of her ex who was horrible manipulative rapist psychopath and she he tried to frame her as like this 
obsessed lesbian in court and it's like always been the word lesbian has always like, been thrown at her very negatively mm-hmm. so but they've never really explored how that made her feel it was just like you could tell by her reaction it wasn't what she wanted mm-hmm. to be called it wasn't what she wanted to be but the thing I love about the scene uh once she's just sort of come out to everyone in the pub and she's back at Tug Girl with um Rona and because they are still best mates like even though everything that's happened they're still very close and tight knit um they're just sort of talking about like she's talking about all the girl crushes and like well not girl crushes like all the crushes in general like as she was growing up and it's like this sudden realization that she has so many of these like crushes and she's like Cal Vorderman like I think she said some others and Rona was sort of agreeing with her on some and then she said one and it was like now you're on your own with that one <laughs> and it and I think we could that sort of like a gay experience that yeah don't the borders. yeah Carl Waterman the the maths the mathematician in there um, but I think that's such a gay experience that you don't notice it but then like I've talked about it in the past episode that mine was Lauren Graham who plays Laura like Elmore like she was my like awakening and then it made me realize all of the people I'd like fancied like beforehand like growing up and I still do mm-hmm. Like Zara Carmichael off Doctors owns my actual heart. Who were yours growing up? Uh, oh, see, I didn't realise that that's what they were until I was like fifteen. Like I was always yeah, just same. like, oh, I, I like that. I like watching that to just like see this person. And then I was like fifteen, and I was like, oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. So that was what it is. Did you have Disney Channel? <laughs> I did. So mine was probably like Debbie Ryan because I used to watch Sweet Sweet Life on Deck like religiously, or is it Emily Osment in Hannah Montana? Yeah, and I think that's probably mine. Yeah, there's no way she was straight in Hannah Montana. <laughs> just saying, like Lily was not straight. Oh my God, Selena Gomez. That was mine. That was literally mine too. And you know, I used to love Sunny with a chance, but like, I still, I still fancy Demi Laval. Whereas the rest of them, I don't fancy anymore, but I still fancy Demi Laval. See, I didn't, I didn't fancy them. I didn't fancy Demi Laval so back in the day, but now. I've literally got a list here of like, um, so Zara Carmichael of Doctors, because I don't know what it is about her, but it's, she's like very bossy. <laughs> See, I think that's what I like about Charity. Yeah, it's the bossiness. It's the like... It's it's the fact that she's a bitch. She only and like that's what we all love about her. Then Jade West, like I'm sorry, but if you preferred Tori over Jade, like that's just not okay. I preferred Cat Valentine. Oh, you're different. You you you're not like other girls. <laughs> Did you ever watch H2O? Yeah. Ricky, thought. Yeah. So then I yeah I fancied her. Right. I had a bit of a strange crush when I was like eight, and it was on like I don't even know how old she was. But do you know who's Sarah Jane Smith from Sarah Jane Adventures? Like she's literally like sixty. Um, of course I do. I cried for days when she died. So like I remember I. my auntie telling me because I didn't have a phone at the time. I love her so much. But I, I had a crush on her. And I don't know why. Like why did eight year old me like fancy like someone who's? I don't think I had a crush on her, but I genuinely I adored her. Me and you were not the same. Uh, no. Trixie from Call the Midwife. Don't know that. Uh, Janet Devlin off the X Factor, and she's bisexual now, and that is she brilliant. Is that is like, I cry for days when she got booted off. Thanks a lot, Simon. <laughs> um, and then I'm just gonna say, 
Nina Martin off House of Anubis, like me and House of Anubis characters. Wow. I've never seen that either. I used to really fancy, um, do you know the like girl band Stushy? And they sound like Blackheart and that. Yeah. Them. All three of them. <laughs> what about Jade off Little Mix? That was like, was that a staple crush? I feel like that was. No, but I did fancy Jessie. But yeah, what's your favourite Valentine era? I like. Because uh, hmm. I loved the Bales trial. I thought that was so nice that Charity was finally able to open up. If she didn't have Vanessa, I don't think she would have gone through with it. Yeah. So I think she would have given up. Um, so I liked that. Because they did sort of, they did bring it up in previous years, didn't they? Did with they Debbie it? and Kane. And they were the most unsupportive people yeah. in the world. But So I definitely think the Bales trials, my favourite time, like obviously it was heartbreaking and everything else, but I think storyline wise that's definitely the best and then I think the cancer storyline that's like happening somewhat now obviously not right now because they're not both in it but like the way that the roles were sort of reversed and that Vanessa didn't feel like she could talk to Charity about it it was very I think it was a very mixed opinion in the fantasy family it was very mixed on how it was very it was received very like differently do you know what I mean for different people um, which I think is good. It's like it makes for good discussions. You know, not everyone's gonna agree, um, and I, th- I think the Vansy fandom, or like soaps in general, it, they're different from other shows because it's it's a lot about perception quite a lot of the time. Yeah, like how you perceive things and how you feel about them. Like because I think in your head when you read spoilers and stuff, you build them up differently, and or like fan fiction, like Vansy fan fiction, I. There's so much are just so talented. I just I think that Vanity as a whole have done a lot for at least the people who I've spoken to. They've helped a lot. Um because in the group chat we've got like we've got me and you. There's a fourteen year old, I'm sure. Um and then there's like the thirty five year old who's got kids and everything else and just trying to find her way and she came out later in life and and I just think that for it to impact somebody that young and somebody older is something special like truly special it helps everyone in different walks of life like it's got such an impact yeah for many reasons like everyone has their own individual reason but collectively I think we can all say that it's helped us come to terms with our sexuality and I think it also helps that one of the characters is actual lesbian in real life like is part of the community and how they've like michelle's like shared their experiences like with homophobia and how like her and kate still don't hold hands when they're out if they see people because they're scared of you know getting attacked and it goes to show that unfortunately that does happen like there's a lot it it sort of grounds you quite a lot when you read stuff like that because you realize oh yeah they it looks so perfect on screen man you know the kidnapping the stabbing the dead dad all that um it looks so perfect and stuff on screen like for us but then in real life when you hear michelle like talking about all that it's like brings it right down to earth and i think michelle as well we have watched obviously what just what she shared so we've not seen it all but we've watched her get engaged we've watched her get married we've watched her now pregnant with her first child yeah like we've seen all that online 
And that's comforting to know. That's not just fiction. It's non-fiction as well. And meet someone later in life. You don't have to meet, yeah, you don't have to meet somebody when you're like 15 and be with them forever. You can meet somebody when you're in your late 30s and be married and have the best time. So, yeah. And like, she also like had a sexuality for quite a while because when you're in that industry, or many industries actually, not just the TV industry, um, you hide stuff like that, like your sexuality, because you're scared you're not going to get jobs. Like, you mm-hmm. literally get told to not come out. You have to, like, speak to your, like, publicist or, like, your manager if you want to come out. And I think that's so... Backwards. Like, yeah. Like, it's your decision. And you shouldn't not get roles because of who you are and that is just in my it's mind-blowing and I remember when she came out on this morning or it was like the first time she talked about it and she was with her ex-wife at the time and it was like the way that it has to have a I mean the interview was great but it shouldn't have to be such a big deal like yeah the world and you don't need to know and that's quite nice and I think the only thing her dad said was like I wish you'd been able to tell me so I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at DLDT Podcast for all your podcast updates. And we'll be here next week talking about Orange is the New Black.